Hey everyone, Saul Marquez here with the Outcomes Rocket, and thank you for tuning in once again. Today, I am joined by Tim Riley. He is the CEO of Zetaset, a data protection provider that is transforming encryption for leading organizations. During Tim's time with the company, Zetaset has grown its product portfolio to provide data protection across on-premises, hybrid, and cloud-native environments, helping keep customer data protected no matter where it is stored. We all know how important it is to keep data protected in healthcare, whether you're a, a device company, pharma, provider, you name it. It's important that we keep this stuff very protected. And he is here. Tim is going to talk to us about some of the work that they're doing, how they're applying it, and things that we should all be considering in this quest to keep our data protected. So Tim, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks all. Great to have me. Yeah. And so what is it that inspired your work in data? It is in our mind, data without protection is lost a lot of its value. Mm -hmm. uh, the fear of data's theft will minimize or limit to a certain extent the true benefits of all the data we have out there. As we were discussing before we started, one zettabyte is one trillion gigabytes. And from now until 2025, there's going to be 175 zettabytes. Uh, by the way, Zetaset zettabyte, I think you get it. Yep. Uh, so exponential. Data, I mean, exponential growth. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. A, I just fast. find it fascinating within healthcare specifically. They're going to accelerate at least one and a half times faster than the rest of the verticals in the U.S. and globally. And obviously, because data is so important to the benefit of the human being and society, that you can understand why there's a growing amount of metrics and yes. tools to help the human being and their health. Absolutely. And I mean, I didn't, it's amazing because even if you think about a trillion gigabytes, I mean, I would include myself in a group of people, a very large group of people that we don't even know how much that is. That's a ton. <laughs> like I saw this graph that was just like on Tim's website. I was doing a little prep work before our, our interview and man, I was just like, holy smokes, there's a video on there that shows you. And it is just an enormous amount of data. Healthcare is at the forefront of this growth of data. And because of that, we are a target to theft of data. And so you've probably experienced something at your company already where somebody's trying to break in and take something, ransomware, you name it. But there's a problem today. And so we just have to stay ahead of it. So Tim, I'm glad you're here today to talk through some of these things. Walk us through how Zetaset is actually adding value to the ecosystem. Yeah, thank you. With regards to how we can help, we believe that data, the level and granularity and value that you can extract from it is, I think we're still discovering it and we will continue to discover it as more is generated and there's artificial intelligence and machine learning and data sharing to a new level. These are all items that make data so valuable, but if you can't secure it, you're going to have the limitations, the amount of embarrassment, the financial impact, the loss of customers, uh, the wealth of different items that come from a data breach. And of course, yes, you're, I call it put it on the wall of shame of uh, health and human services in the office of uh, civil rights. And nobody wants to be on that. And if we can enable the protection of this data to benefit healthcare providers and anyone else within the healthcare vertical, 
I think we're doing our job. Agreed. And, you know, it, it's expensive, right? I mean, you know, if you, you get a data breach, I mean, it costs a ton of money and it's an issue, especially the bigger that you are, you know, it's, it just becomes that much more costly. But it's also important for smaller companies too. If you're, you know, building your business and you have patient data, it's important that you keep that safe. Or if you have proprietary data related to your solution, that's important too. So talk to us, give us some examples around how you guys are, are improving business and, and helping people in healthcare with this, Tim. Yeah, I think your, your question is a good one based on size. Maybe you only have a 250 bed hospital. They're still going to have a wealth of data. And as more technology is infused into this practice, yeah, that, the temptation is there. And I will just say that encryption is just one aspect of a security solution. And this is probably good for all your listeners to hear as far as how I and the rest of my team view security. And I view it as four pillars. So you have authentication, authorization, and that's, you know, identity access management. That's role-based access control. It's passwords. It's all that stuff that we've all known for years and years and years. The second one I'd say is audit and monitoring, logging, and then some level of remediation to counterattack anything that's out there. That's a good one too. Uh, third one is, you know, backup, archive, restore, just in case there's some level of data loss prevention. And the final pillar in that is crypto. So encrypting the data, managing the encryption keys and storing them safely. So when you look at all four of those, a lot of times, the smaller the company, we'll just focus on the healthcare providers. Again, in the 250-bed hospital, they may have passwords. They may have some monitoring. And yeah, they probably back up their data, but crypto really isn't seen as a high priority. And now I think watching everybody in the news, whether it was the Anthem breach, any other one that's headlines and whatever an executive's dragged through the mud, maybe loses his job, that there is a wealth of fines and you're, stu you're stuck in the spotlight in a negative way for quite a long time. So if I can help avoid that by having the data encrypted, which I'm sure your listeners are aware, if your data is encrypted, you don't have to report it. And that's uh, per HIPAA. So that is, as someone wrote, that's a get out of jail free card to a certain extent. Yeah, if we can help avoid that and encrypt everything, I think we're doing our job. So let me get one level deeper to what you were asking about. Just picture in your mind's eye uh, the data center and there's a 2U server, you know, good old fashioned box that may have hard drives on it that can hold petabytes of data. And someone could go in and walk out with it. And you might think, oh, well, that's not very common, but over 50% of data breach and theft happens internally. So if there's any way to make sure that data is encrypted before it walks out, I think we've done our job. Now, take a step back and go to a bigger provider. We have one cloud provider that does analytics. They collect all of the healthcare providers like, a, like an Anthem or an Aetna, Blue Cross. And they take that data, crunch it, then turn around and see if they can extract value, do cost minimizations for them, see if there's any predictability. Well, of course, if you're now holding on to all of those different providers' data, you are definitely a business associate agreement, right? The BAA. And you're, you're going to need to protect that data. And this time it's in the cloud. And this time it's moving. So again, now you expand out and we have another product that takes care of that. So we've got that little old school brick and mortar where you got the data center and you got those racks and we can protect there. Now you may have cloud where it's everywhere. 
It could be at 18 data centers. It could be global. It's moving everywhere. We've got products for that. And now I'll really bore your listeners and say there's this world of called DevOps out there, which it's trying to take the virtual world and take it to a whole new level. And with it comes, some of your listeners may know this, Kubernetes and containers. Containers are the all the buzzword. You no longer need a, a VM. You can just take a container that says, okay, I'm going to grab some data and I'll take it for a little bit and then I'll go away. Well, in that instance, the data that they pulled, it just floats there forever. That's the drawback of mm. this new technology. And guess what we do? Zetaset encrypts that and protects it. So whatever form the data might be in, whether it's cloud and this new DevOps container or just good old-fashioned brick-and-mortar servers, we have an encryption product. Now, the one that might be really relevant to the healthcare industry would be Yedge. So we also have encryption products that will take all the way down to a device that if a device has enough electricity and CPU power, yeah, we can encrypt whatever is on the edge there. Can we do the crash part? Absolutely. Can we do the wireless network as it gets bounced around to the data center somewhere? Sure. So now all of a sudden you have this full range of sensor to storage to processing and back where we're able to protect that data. And you can just imagine how with that sense of surety and compliance, which we all know is extremely important, we now can allow any provider to have the true benefit of all the data they've created. Excellent. And yeah, you know, encryption is one of those things that you can do to just minimize access to this data and I guess, you know, you think of it in a scale of ease of use to security. Mm-hmm. Encryption is one of those things that if you do a, a good enough job enterprise-wide of facilitating access points, you should be okay, right? I mean, it doesn't become super hard to get into things. Or am I wrong? So two parts to that question. I, I like them both. If Solos credentials get compromised, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to get in and you're going to be able to get to my data. And that would mean that you're able to take the key and get it encrypted. So that's why, like I said to begin with, it's part of the bigger security solution. And as you and everybody is probably seeing the multi-factor authentication where yep. you log in and then someone sends you the code on your phone, you put that in, that's two-factor. Then you have the assurity that you're the only one who has the encryption key and you can get to the data. Now, should you just do it on the edge when the data first comes in? No, I think there should be almost like dikes and a canal. You need multiple ones to make sure that as people get through, there's still the level of security because I hope everyone out there realizes there is no 100%. Nothing is 100%. Nothing. When it comes to security, you may get 100% in one level and only 90 in another. So what that tells me is that you've got 92%. That's what I like to use when I give this example. So is that 92% is pretty good number to protect your data. Will there be that bad actor or foreign entity that decides it's worth getting? Yeah. I mean, we've seen it right now with SolarWind and Russian. It's Chinese. It doesn't matter. They're all going to make an attempt to steal your data. It's just what they want. So, okay, 92%. Can I get that higher? Yeah, I can use all these different pieces of a security solution and make encryption more than just what it is. And what is encryption right now? It's just, it's preventative, right? It's mm-hmm. just there to protect. Right. And the thing for where we're looking at into the future, Saul, is to say, how can that now be a proactive tool for you? 
to your example of asking me about the edge, what if Saul does get compromised and they get in? Well, you know, no matter what, even though you have my encryption key now, you still have to decrypt the data. So what if you're able to sit there and monitor that and go, well, wait a minute, Saul normally doesn't take out six petabytes of data at two in the morning. And that would be a red flag. We would then suspend the account and it gives you the ability to detect that much greater and quicker. So we've gone from just a preventative data piece to now a detective. And I think that's how you better incorporate encryption into crypto throughout your infrastructure. Because it isn't just one place. You have to have it. Makes sense. That's a good analogy to the canal. There are multiple entry points. So let's look at all of them. And ultimately, it's a choice. You know, how secure do you want to make this? It's it's really, it really becomes a choice of the organization and, you know, standards that the leadership team sets. So how would you say, or maybe what would you say has been one of the biggest setbacks you've experienced through the work that you do and a key learning that came out of it? Yeah, no, and I, I was just about to jump in on that. So when we look at encryption, I just made it sound like it's amazing. And you have to ask yourself, well, is everyone doing it? And there's plenty of studies out there. I'll tell you, it's roughly a third. Mm-hmm. Why haven't the other two thirds done this? And there's been enough research about a big one is performance. Crypto is a calculation. It is going to slow down things. And depending on how mission critical having that data real time is, that will make a difference. It may be a little bit of a sophistication. Imagine trying to integrate that and have it scale. And a lot of times encryption is also on a box. So it's kind of custom. Ours is not. It's just software. You can run it on good old fashioned white box, whatever you want. And then it's got to be able to go wherever, deploy it remotely. And here's the big one. When you say cryptographic, how many people get scared when they're like, oh my God, I think of the matrix. I think of crypto and just like sneakers, that movie. Mm-hmm. And people think of experts and that's just it. You don't have to be a crypto expert. You just want to make sure encryption's in there, but it has intelligence. And with our software, you're able to get both. It's There's an ease of use to management consoles, you know, easy to see everything and monitor. And you can deploy it pretty well without having to have like a full-on IT CISO unit that's going to take care of it for you. So, okay, great, Tim, you've made it easy for me. What are the issues? People still struggle with the importance of it. I think there is a level of education that comes with encryption. You don't have it with, say, passwords. Passwords, everybody knows. Monitoring, everybody knows. Encryption is still at that stage where there's, it said, it's about one-third of the people get it. The other two-thirds need some convincing. I like to say from a business point of view, the best lead generation I can get is a uh, well-publicized breach of theft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what? You don't want to see that happen to anybody, but that's really what it takes sometimes to get these guys. Yeah. So what you're kind of what you're getting at is what I've learned is that if you're going to go in and have someone understand the importance of encrypting data, they need to really see the value of what they could get out of all the data. And normally that pain point is there. And when you come in with a partner who has like ourselves with a couple other pieces, like I said, of the solution, you're able to help them go, all right, well, you're only seeing this much from your patient data. What if you were to share that with the other provider, the other doctor, and you're able to see a better workup of your patient's health when it's crossed amongst the dermatologist, the neurologist, your pediatrician. And we all know that that doesn't happen. 
So if I can tell them I can benefit you this way, and these are the metrics I think you guys can get to, now I've incented them to understand how important encryption is. Yeah, that's fantastic. Appreciate that. And get to know the the market perspective of it. I, I didn't know it was a third, but yeah, ultimately it's oftentimes those warnings that create urgency. So, you know, it really does become our choice. Do we want to be a warning or an example? You know, I'd, I'd rather be an example, but we don't always make that choice, you know, myself included, but it's, it's good to know kind of that's the, the lay of the land. What are you most excited about, Tim? When I see the benefits it can give. We just did a webinar two months ago, and it was focused on the opioid crisis, which I think is a horrible thing that's really affected so many, so many people in this world. And it's not just the U.S., it's the world. We had one with Australia where we went out, and it's actually, I think, one of the leading countries where there has been an opioid true crisis on all the citizens of that country. So what are the main proactive things that we can do as an encryption company to help everyone who's involved with that fight to make that one citizen, that human being feel more protected and get them back to the, on their feet. Because once you're, once you are addicted to that stuff, Saul, you, I think we all know it's tough to get off of it. So how can we as government law enforcement and health provider aid in the recovery of a human being? And what we found with our research from talking to law enforcement from talking to social agencies within the government and healthcare providers that there is the missing piece of data sharing. Data sharing itself just amongst hospital providers is enough of a challenge, which we've seen. And I'm sure you've had some, some people on that may have even talked about that, but now add to it, you're going outside of healthcare providers. You're now having to give this to the County of Santa Clara and you now have to give it to the local social security office and well, wait a minute, That's we're blowing up every regulatory uh, compliance issue with that. So how can we help? Well, you're going to take our level of encryption, which is, you know, like I said, it's at the base and it moves quick. So you're, you're going to be fine with that. And a healthcare provider can say, okay, here's data on ex-opioid patient. Law enforcement might be the one at the corner that busts her and takes her to the police station. And if they had the data, they know, okay, we shouldn't be booking her. We should be calling up the social agency that's been assigned to her and letting them know, thereby reducing beds that would be taken up in any kind of correctional facility. It really is. I mean, the trickle down of cost effectiveness that you can have when, with data sharing is immense. And opioids is really the, I think, this, you know, the tip of the spear on how data sharing in the healthcare can benefit everyone. That's one of the areas I'm really excited about with healthcare because it is, like we talked about, it is generating more data one and a half times faster than anything else on the planet. And 90% of data in the last two years that's been created. Can, I want you to think about that. 90% of all the data that's been created in the world came up in the last two years. So, and that's why when we talk about how amazing and exponential the growth is to 175 zettabytes, Suddenly you're going, okay, well, how do we benefit? And that personally, I get excited because the main benefit for me comes from the human aspect of it with healthcare. You can say there's government one, of course, you can say there's financial, but I think the greater good that you can give society is with healthcare. Yeah, no, this is great, Tim. And, you know, I think about things like HIPAA and how we've used it as an excuse to, you know, 
not move forward on certain projects. Mm-hmm. I look at encryption as an opportunity to enable us to do more with the data that we have. Things like clinical decision support across, you know, say even one hospital, right? Clinical decision support, one hospital, multiple devices, or you're looking at a population level where you really want to make a difference. And Tim, you mentioned with the opioid epidemic, but then there's also things like the social determinants of health, you know, and the Mm -hmm. sharing of data to help overall health outcomes for people that need it. There's huge opportunities here. And rather than use HIPAA as an excuse, use encryption as a way forward. And I think we're starting to see the promise that Tim is talking about here is that we're going to be doing things a lot better with encryption. So Tim, awesome stuff, man. This has been really insightful and definitely exciting. I'd love if you could just give us a closing thought and then the best place that the listeners could get in touch with you if they have any questions or yeah, they just want to connect to learn more about what you do. Just go to www.zetaset.com. Z-E-T-T-A-S-E-T. And thank you for having me, Saul. And yes, on my parting thought, data has value. It is the new oil. It is the new gold. And even if you look back historically, let's take gold. You had to protect it in the fortress. And no matter what, encryption should be viewed as one of the key defense tools in the quiver. And if you don't use it, your last line of defense that's easily deployed is one, you're one step closer to losing your data without it. And let's extract as much value as we can out of data. And to do that, let's protect it. And from that, we can benefit everyone. And that, for it. me, that's exciting. It is exciting. And it's protecting it, but also the process of protecting it that enables us to do more with it. So you power up that data. And that's the really exciting part for me, Tim, is is like, you know, if you are doing your job of protecting it, you could do even more. So I love it. I appreciate you coming on here and inspiring us with this way of encryption and what the future could look like. So Tim, thank you for what you do, my friend. Hey, thank you very much, Saul. Happy to be here.